Music Who Wins podcast, where each episode we pit pop culture icons against each other in a brutal fight to the death. With the imminent, or actually by the time you hear this, probably just released Batman vs Superman, we're taking the opportunity to do a battle of the big screen Batman. So, this time it's going to be Adam West's Batman versus Michael Keaton's Batman versus Val Kilmer's Batman versus George Clooney's Batman versus Christian Bale's Batman. Yeah, this one for me, um, so we, we always sort of say it's, no, it's, it's a brutal fight to the death and some of them tend to be a bit airy-fairy. This, this one's going to be <laughs> fucking violent um, just because of who's involved. Batman doesn't kill people though. But he's got to, hasn't he? Yeah, at this point he's got to kill people. Yeah, and they, Just looking at the list straight away, like... Bale's not really going to have a problem with killing people. Yeah, no. I mean, Whereas Adam West Batman really is going to have a problem with killing people. Am I saying that? No, I don't think he would. Actually. I don't think he would. But I think the the kind of the intervening years, the the Bat, the Adam West Batman, and sort of spawning from the TV series and the, and the movies yeah. and stuff, it was always very sort of flowery and very out here. We didn't have that sort of moral code which says, I don't use guns, I don't kill people. It was, I take out the bad guys. And I take them my yeah. away so they can come back next week. But... You never really got that sense that there was a line that he couldn't cross. No, Adam West's Batman, um, <coughs> you know, full disclosure, I'm a huge fan of Adam West as Batman. Um, I love that TV series. And I think, in a roundabout way, it's one of the most faithful adaptations you can get. Yes, it's campy, but that is Batman, the greatest detective yeah. in the world. That with his gadgets and there's a lot of time spent solving mysteries and, and things like that and, and the fights when they come as well are pretty impressive but yeah you always got the impression that he was a relent, relentless cape crusader he would yeah. do anything to get his man in yeah. that version of Batman even wear that costume even wear that costume and dance the Batusi um, <laughs> but yeah may, maybe he has got and, and in fact as well when you look at people like Keaton when Keaton did Batman like right out of the gate he's using guns in that fucking film yeah I mean in the um, in the first Keaton one the first Tim Burton one it, he's a lot darker than he was in the same. By the time he gets Batman Returns, I think they've kind of sort of gone along with tone it down a little bit. Yeah. And make it a bit friendly. Because I think, I think the first one was 15 and the second one was a 12, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, and I think they just wanted to capitalise on the fact that Batman did really well at the box office, certainly in this country. Yeah. Um, absolutely everywhere. But yeah, that first one, so, you know, it's straight out of the gate, you've got um, you've got sort of the henchmen of um, uh, Jack Napier, and so you've yeah. got that big shootout at the chemical factory right away. And, yeah, well, I mean, there's, there's guns on the bat wing that he's using and stuff as well. And we're yeah. not talking, like, you know, rubber bullets and stuff like that. I mean, they might be, but that's never specified. No. I mean, at one point, he's firing fucking missiles in that film. Yeah, that's it. You've, like, you've got the bat wing, you've got the... Um, I think the Batmobile had their little cannon popped out as well, didn't they? Mm. So, I mean, yeah, you, you didn't see that in the in the later ones. Obviously, the, um, the Batmobile had to be rebuilt for Batman Forever. Um, yeah. But you never kind of you, know, you never had that. You never had the weapon system. It was all about defense, and it was all about it being effectively an armored vehicle, so you could you could get it around without being blown up. Yeah, I mean the two. For me, I mean, I, I didn't even I didn't mind Val Kilmer as Batman, if I'm perfectly honest. But I mean, the one I guess then that's jumping straight out of me in the list as as the weak link here is obviously Clooney. Um, that's not just because he's the worst Batman there's ever been no. and ruined the franchise. But I think but on, on the fact that I mean, I'm not in no way defending Batman and Robin because it was fucking horrendous, but. I would say that of the five of them, he's the worst Batman, but probably the best Bruce Wayne. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I could I could see where you'd come from on that. Again, I, I'd probably make an argument for Adam West. Suave as a motherfucker as Bruce Wayne. Yeah, possibly. I, mean, I, th- I think just because of when it was, it's like the fact that it's not, not on so much now. I mean, I know it's 
been on yeah. again recently on TV before, but not as familiar with. I mean, I remember the bat, the, the series and the films, and I remember the Batman side of it with the the the, the, the grappling hooks and the climbing up the side yeah. of the building and stuff like that, and the fighting. And but I'm not so. I don't remember quite so much the Bruce Wayne stuff. Yeah. Um, but certainly of the the of the, the later ones, um, I say Keaton as Bruce as Bruce Wayne. I didn't really take to. Always feel he was a bit too. It was a bit too blunt and a bit too distant. Whereas you, you get the impression of Val Kilmer and um, Clooney, and even into Bale, they were a lot more charismatic as Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it depends on. Again, a certain amount of that comes down to adaptation. Um, mm. I mean, this Bruce Wayne as a character is very complex. Obviously, Batman's the real character here, but when you look at Bruce Wayne, there is that sort of playboy side to it, which is nothing but a disguise. Mm. And in those moments where Bruce Wayne's allowed to be Bruce Wayne. I, you get the impression that he would, well, he certainly is shown this way in the comics, right? he would be more of the way Keaton portrays him. You know, he is ultimately fucked up. Mm. He's a he's a bastard child who's committed his life to taking down criminals. Bruce Wayne is nothing but a shell. That's all Bruce Wayne is. He is a shell for Batman, for the Bat God. Yeah. That is what he is. And I thought Keaton did quite well at that. Um, that, unfortunately, doesn't really translate. It certainly wouldn't translate to the rest of the films that we're talking about. I think for Burton's universe, it fit. Mm, I mean, Yeah, true. That, especially Burton's Batman films, the two of them, whatever you think of Batman Returns, some people love it, some people hate it. I personally really like it. I've yeah, seen I'll, it again I'll, recently I'll as well. Um, it's not really about Batman, though. Burton's films are far more about that universe and that world and how just fucked up it is. I mean, Batman Returns is essentially just a film about mutants. It is, yeah. you know, it is more about the Penguin and Catwoman than it is Batman. And yeah. I think they're in it just as much as he is as well. Uh, yeah, I think, I, think, I think between the three of them, screen times are about equal. Yeah. Um, so, so Batman doesn't really have that much to do in Batman Returns compared to, say, the Penguin. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I quite liked Keaton's Bruce Wayne as well. Just a very, very different take on it. Again, I think like I said, I think West is probably the most balanced. That That is the key here. I know he was first out the gate, but I think Adam West's Batman is actually the most balanced in terms of his Bruce Wayne is a well-respected, high-functioning social pariah. Yeah. And then his Batman is the world's greatest detective will stop at nothing to get his man. Yeah. And I think that side of it, that side of the character, I mean, I know you've had so many iterations of Batman and so many different versions and so, and so many different conceptions of the, the character and it gets it tends to get darker and more violent every time but I think that got lost as of the great detective part of it got lost somewhere yeah absolutely and you, you even in let's say it's in the in the, um, the Nolan films with um, with Bale but in all of them you kind of lost that you did you had some snippets of him you know him solving stuff using a supercomputer yeah but that was kind of it you never really had any sense that he was actually any good at being yeah, a detective I mean he was more like a blunt object with toys yeah, Bale's Batman is, is not my Batman. It's as simple as that. I am a huge Batman geek. I think I've probably discussed that on this podcast before. Um, and so I inevitably carry a little bit of that baggage into those films. Yeah. I don't think they're bad films, except for the third one, which I think is atrocious. Um, but the first two I really enjoy. But they'll never be Batman to me. Mm-hmm. That is not Batman. Not in my eyes, anyway. It's not my Batman. But, you know, as we've discussed before as well with things like Star Wars and what have you, I'm able to remove that. It doesn't... Yeah. I don't not enjoy it for that reason. I'm just able to accept that that is not my Batman. Yeah. However, for, you know, for the purposes of, of where we are with this fight, he's obviously, in terms of... If these are all going toe-to-toe as far as fists are concerned, he's, he's definitely the best fighter. Yeah. 
Although, again, West was no slouch. Like, you tend to think of Ban Sok Pow and stuff like that, but when you look at those fights, yeah. they're pretty fucking brutal. I mean, they were throwing chairs at people, yeah. they were headbutting people. I mean, again, the, the whole sort of the Ban Sok Pow thing, that's where they've adapted it from the comic, because in comics at that time, you did have them, they didn't know how to portray the fact that somebody would punch. No. So you, know, you had that sort, of, uh, that sort of effect and that sort of uh, device. And so they've literally just translated it straight from, from the comic. Yeah, and I mean, it's also a very clever way of actually censoring things. You don't actually yeah. see anything connect. Yeah, so you get like, thrown and then the screen gets... Sort of yeah, it's people are big and you see somebody throw a punch and somebody falling over, but in the middle you've got, you know, pow. Yeah, and but I mean, uh, those fights, especially when you've got Batman and Robin going at a, a whole crew, look, they're extremely well choreographed. They, they are pretty nasty. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you tended to get more as well. I mean, I can't... I don't remember as much in the, um, the Kilmer and... Clooney Batman's, but the, you didn't get. If you think about the the Batman computer games right now, the, the Arkham games, mm-hmm. you will have fights where you've got 10, 12 henchmen coming at you with bars and pipes and knives and all the rest of it, and you you tend to see that with the early ones with with um, West and uh, yeah, Bit Ward, Bit Ward, yeah, and you tended to see that when you had the, the fights where they were massively outnumbered, massively outgunned, and they just kicked ass. Yeah. Whereas as you've gone further in, people have gone, well, yeah, that's not really realistic, is it? Because if, if he's taking on three people in front of him, somebody's going to sneak up behind him and stab him. Yeah. And you kind of, you've got to that point where they've gone down this sort of gritty realism route and every iteration has got slightly more graphic and slightly yeah. more brutal, but slightly more based on what would actually happen in a fight. And you, so if you remove that suspension of disbelief and the fact that you've got this guy who dresses like a bat and solves crimes. Well, yeah, I mean, that's exactly, and that is my big problem with the, the Nolan verse, as it were. Yes, I understand the move to, particularly towards making Batman more real. I mean, he is essentially a guy, yeah. an extremely well-trained guy. He doesn't have superpowers. He just has a brilliant mind and a body that's honed to perfection. Mm. But he's the fucking Bat God. It's yeah. as simple as that. You do not take Batman down. It doesn't matter if there's a hundred people. Yeah, Batman will outthink and outmaneuver every single one of them. Mm. That's why he's Batman. You know, it, this is not reality. No, this will not. never be reality. That's it. But that said, the one thing I do think that Nolan did um, better than um, Schumacher, Schumacher did the um, Schumacher did everything after Burton up yeah. until Nolan. Um, the the way that he handled Bane in um, in Batman. And Robin, <laughs> I mean that. Yeah. Yeah. That that kind of threw it for me, and that I mean I I wasn't familiar with with Bane as a character. I wasn't. So I hadn't really got to that point and I wasn't really up on it. So to see this you now, Luchador who doesn't speak, who all of a sudden you gave like super steroids and you know quadruples in size and can rip, you know, rip buildings in half, that kind of spoiled it for me. Um, whereas to see... If that's your only problem with Batman and Robin. No, that's, that's one of the problems with Batman <laughs> yeah. and Robin. Um, but then you know you get into the, the version of Bane that was in... Right? Dark Knight Rises? Dark Rises, yeah. Um, you get to that version of Bane and because of the universe they've built, he's just a really big fucking really mean dude. Yeah, and again, I, I, I like that. And yeah, that, that to me was a lot better and a lot more effective. That's not my Bane though, and never mm. will be. I, I understand where Hardy came from, there were some absolutely mental choices made. I think that voice was a very bad idea. Yeah. I don't care what anybody else says, that voice is ridiculous. You can't hear a fucking word he says. Mm. That is a terrible, terrible choice. But that's not Bane. 
they call him Bane and he wears that stupid little face piece thing. But mm. that's not Bane. I don't know who the fuck that is. Mm. It's, it's a big dude. It's a, a big dude that happens to be called Bane. It's essentially a wrestler mm. is what yeah. that is. Um, but problem being, they've gone to such great lengths to weaken Batman as a character. And especially in that film, mm. there's no way you could have thrown Bane against him. The reality is Bane, not to the extent that Joel Schumacher did it, but... Bane as a character, as the big guy with the luchador's mask who gets all pumped up on on Venom, that could have worked in Nolan's universe. It absolutely could have. It's essentially just super steroids, like you said. Yeah, I mean, I think the the, the problem by going for the so the the hyper realism they try to go for as as hyper risk as you can have yeah. in that universe. I think that they'd have struggled to sell that because you've never seen anything like it before. Yeah, in in that in that yeah in that trilogy. I mean, they've got Scarecrow though, and that's essentially just psychotropic drugs. Yeah. So if you can do psychotropics, you could do. But then again, answers. I mean, the the psychotropics they never physically changed him, did they? I mean, they never. The the effect of Scarecrow, he had he was he was a dude in a mask who didn't have any specific abilities. He blew the powder onto people, and it affected them that way. Whereas yeah. to to physically transform Bane into a bigger guy using superstars or whatever it would be. You wouldn't, Might but, yeah, but you wouldn't necessarily have needed to, to make him like a big Hulk kind of character. You could have just had, I mean, there could have been muscle enhancements in the same way that, you know, bodybuilders take proteins and stuff like that. Mm, and they could have just enhanced aggression and things like that as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think certainly the, the long and the short bit with that is that I think for that character in that universe, he fits because of the universe they've tried to build, but there were possibly better ways of doing it. Yeah, oh, without a shadow of a doubt. I think that's the biggest problem a lot of people have with, a lot of Batman fans have with that character, is that it's not being done in the way that it could have been done to the effect it could have been done to. No, I mean, again, he is the least of the problems with Dark Knight Rises. In my eyes, it's, it's an abortion of a film. I'm sorry, I hate it. I hate everything about it. I especially hate that Batman essentially gives up, which is just, he's not Batman yeah, at that point. Not, that's I'm not sorry. Batman. I mean, that, that's, that's, that's never Batman. No. <laughs> but we can go into that in depth on our sister podcast when we get around to it. Yeah, when we get around to it. Um, okay, so yeah, I mean, as far as fisticuffs go then, it's definitely Adam West and, and Bale that have got the, the one up on the other side. I mean, Keaton was reasonably handy with a kick, but the problem that... I mean, he kicked a lot of people, and the reason for that was, if for all three of these guys, that suit is just... Yeah, I mean, ba- it's that's one of the things Nolan addressed straight away, is like, let's not make it a cowl, let's make it a helmet. Yeah, even to the point he made a joke out of it in the second in one, the second, about yeah, being able so to move his head. Ability, yeah. Um, yeah, so he can move his head, and the, I think the joke was it'd make it easier to reverse out the driveway. Yeah, um, but whereas, yeah. whereas West, as, as full, I mean, it's essentially Lycra... And even the, but if, even the cowl is reasonably soft with a hard face piece. Yeah, with a, so he's, yeah it's a hard leather face piece and a, and a cape on the back of it. Yeah, so I mean, he's not as well protected as the rest of the guys, but then with his agility, maybe doesn't need to be. Yeah, um, and I mean, I think that's something that's come over time with technology. I mean, if you look at the you look at the, the comics where uh, it was 30s, Batman first time, yeah. you look at the tech of comics there, he wasn't super defined and all the rest of it. So you know, it was a guy who was in a basically a uniform with a mask uh, yeah, I mean, he was in clothes. He wasn't in the, the body armor thing that gets seen quite a lot in the films has now been adapted into the comics. Sort of since the New Fifty Two, they, they've taken that slightly more kind of yeah body armorish approach to the bat suit. But up until that point, it was it was never really a heavily armored suit. No, you know this is 
a relatively recent addition. And especially when you look at things like the Arkham series now, they've taken that to the nth degree. I mean, he, yes. he's almost fucking Iron Man by the time we hit the last Arkham game. Hmm. And he gets the new suit. I mean, it's, that is what it is. Um, yeah, and then uh, um, like to me, looking at the, the, the trailer for Batman with Superman, he's in a fucking suit of armor with light up bodies and all the rest. Well, that's no, that, I mean, that's I mean, actually. I know there's a reason for that with his fighting Superman and stuff. But yeah, that's a very specific suit. The actual bat suit, in from what I can see anyway, the actual bat suit in Batman vs Superman is the more classic kind of. It's it's like a sort of a Kevlar weave looking thing. It's not right. an armor plated kind of thing. Right. Okay. Um, that suit is very specifically for fighting Superman. Yeah. Uh, and it looks to be pretty accurate right. to what to the suit from Dark Knight. So I'm pretty happy with that. Um. But yeah, I mean, once you get to Keaton, you have this rubberized armor thing, which gets taken again to the... I mean, by the time we get to Clooney, it's got fucking back nipples on it. Yeah. Despite the fact that he's armored... In fact, in some ways, especially by the time you get to Clooney, I think that's a real disadvantage. Clooney is the biggest of these guys in terms of physical bulk, I yeah. would say. Not in terms of muscle... Yeah. Just in fact, he's, he's packing a little bit of weight. Yeah, by the it. time he did that, he was like in his 40s, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's packing a little bit of weight. He's going to be slow. Um, and that suit's going to be fucking heavy. Well, and that suit's it's heavy. It's going to be yeah. heavy, heavy and very difficult to move in. So, I mean, if you kind of set yourself up, okay, it's not going to hurt as much if somebody punches you. I mean, and he, I think he's just gone instantly. I think any one of the others could take him down yeah, in a I heartbeat. Mean, I think the, the problem you've got, the, the Burton and Schumacher Batman, they rely so much. They don't rely so much on the fighting. They rely more on the gadgets. Absolutely. Uh, and to a point where it's kind of became James Bond in a funny suit. You know, it was what's the most outlandish thing we can make? What's the, what's the biggest, most outlandish, yeah. atrocious thing we can do to really you know, cement the fact that he is he is a guy in a suit. He's not that. You know, he's not the ultimate fighter. He's not Robocop. He's a dude in a suit. Yeah. So we need to give him some form of, of advantage over the henchmen with the machine guns. And no, that is definitely yeah. That that is definitely the they went on. You can see that start with Keaton. Hmm. I think Kilmer nails it the best. I mean, Val Kilmer, when he's in Batman, is it almost feels at times like he is auditioning for Bond. Yeah, he really does. Um, I personally quite liked him, but he, he never really is playing Batman. He is playing a James Bond style of character, yeah. or or almost more Tony Stark at that point, where yeah. he's just got a vast array of gadgets. He's got a lot of money. And he's just relying on that. Yeah, and I mean that to me, that essentially you said sort of stuff because that to me is a very interesting comparison because, as you said, Batman is the real character, Bruce Wayne is the mask, whereas yeah. Iron Man is the mask of Tony Stark. So yeah, they're so diametrically opposite, and I think that's essentially brought that point up that he's effectively playing that same role mm. because it's the complete antithesis of the way he should be playing it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, the thing I know we've. Um, it's not something we've discussed in this podcast, but this is a discussion we've had off air, as it were, in the past as well. And essentially, if you take the Iron Man suit away from Tony Stark, he's just a dude. He has nothing else. Hmm. If you all of a sudden took the bat suit and all the gadgets off Bruce Wayne, he's still probably the best trained ninja in the entire fucking world. Yeah. And would take you apart in seconds. He doesn't need the suit. It's there purely to distract. Yeah, attention. It's, it is there to frighten people. Yeah, it's smoke and mirrors, isn't it? Yeah, it's, um, he does not need that suit. Yeah, the weapon is Bruce Wayne or yeah. Batman in in the persona, as it were. But he is the weapon. His body is a living yeah. weapon, um, and that that never really came through in that that sort of uh, that period between Keaton, Kilmer, and Clooney. I think that is one thing that Bale 
manages to convey. I mean, like I said, as, as far as a fighter goes, mm. he's definitely... The way they portray him fighting and the way he moves, yes, he's definitely... He is extremely capable. Yeah. Uh, they then, unfortunately, go to the extent that we say, trying to take that back a notch and humanise him. Yeah. Whereas West's never did. He was still the best fighter in the room. Yeah. And yeah, he always got caught in a trap, somehow or other. <laughs> they always managed to get a spring on him, but that was just an excuse to show him think his way laterally around a problem. Yeah, exactly, which you, know, you assumed that you never you didn't get that later on because he didn't need to think he was a blood object effectively. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I mean again going through the, the Nolan um, films, again you kind of sort of see them try to think, well, he's very he's very clever but he's got people like Fox around him and he's got um mm. he's got Alfred and so he doesn't need to be as mentally agile. Yeah. To the point where you sort of, again it's it's kind of that bond comparison again where okay he's he's bond in the bat suit. Now, he's got a few gadgets, but the route they went down with Casino sort of Royale and the, sort of the, the, mm. the Danny Craig um, bonds, they sort of went away from the outlandish gadgets and the gizmos and tried to make it more about fighting and about the person. And that, again, that's a very similar thing that Nolan did with it, and to a point where they tried to make him too much of a fighter and not enough of a character. Yeah, definitely. And then they got the last film and oh, fuck. Yeah, where do we go now? Because all he can do is fight. Yeah. And so if he's, if he's physically crippled... Yeah, then, then all of a sudden we've, we've got to start thinking of him as a person. Yeah. Where, yeah, he, he never had that kind of military tactician mm. aspect of Batman yeah. that should be there. Yeah. Batman, it, it, Batman's always two moves ahead. He knows what you're going to do before you do it. Yeah. And if you don't do what he thinks you're going to do, he's got a backup plan as well. Yeah. That is Batman. It is impossible to catch him off guard. Yeah. That is why he's Batman. Um, that's also why you'll take Superman down if, if it really came down to it, but we're not talking about that right now. <laughs> um, okay, so... Clooney, straight away then, I, I mean, any one of these is more than capable of taking down Clooney. Yeah, I mean, I think Clooney, I think Clooney's got going for him, so he had a bit of personality when he's playing, when he's playing Bruce Wayne, mm. to a point where, again, you kind of get that Tony Stark vibe, he's, you know, he's, a, he's a bit more extravagant, he's yeah. just an extension of what Kilmer tried to do, and I, th- I know that stands to, to yeah. Schumacher in the way he, he portrayed the character. But yeah, as Batman, he didn't really get any sense he could do anything. No, and I mean... You know, he relied too much on Robin and then on yeah. Batgirl. I mean, and what we're talking about here is a fight to the death, so that charisma is essentially useless. Yeah, you can't, especially... You can't charm your way out of this fight. Not no. against yourself as well. No, and not, and not against Batman. <laughs> He's yeah. just not going to fall for it. No, that's it. So, I mean, any one of these guys could take him, I think, take him down in a heartbeat. Um, if you're looking at Adam West, he can both outthink and outfight him. Yeah. Bale would just pull him to pieces. Pulverise him. Yeah. Uh, Keaton... Would kick him in the nuts. Yeah, Keaton's Batman was reasonably handy, as we've discussed, and definitely had the edge. Yeah, I mean, of those three, um, Keaton, Kilmer and Clooney, he's definitely, definitely the most authentic. Yeah, he definitely had the edge, so he wouldn't think twice about fighting dirty and, and killing him if he had to. So I guess the only one he'd have half a chance against is Kilmer, and if it really came down to it, Kilmer's younger fitter, more yeah. physically able. And he also had all the gadgets that Clooney's got. Yeah. So he just obliterated him. So I think Clooney is definitely out of the fight. Yeah, I mean I think the the the, the problem's gonna come with this as we talk through is is how the how the the kills are actually going to come. Because I mean we've so we've talked briefly around, earlier on about sort of the code of conduct, so the moral conduct and things like yeah. that. And I, for me the the problem is I know it's a fight to the death, but killing anyone in cold blood is against what Batman stands for. Yeah. And I think that's, I think the only struggle would be which one of them is going to be the, going to pull the trigger, which one going to be the first one to say, right, okay, well, I'm kind of going to have to kill you. I want to, but I have to. Yeah, I mean, 
again, to me, the way he's portrayed in those first two films, I I think Keaton is quite capable of going that far and, and almost not even giving a shit about it. They never really touch on the moral code with Keaton. No, I mean, I think it was the second one they did it um, in Batman Returns. Again, similar to they did in um, uh, Temple of Doom, where you've got the guy who comes out swinging and all the rest of it, and then he just you know, punches him in the face. Yeah. And you, ca- you, you kind of get that sort of no nonsense approach to it. But again, it's, there's a difference between a penguin henchman who's coming at you and a version of yourself. Yeah. Who might be slightly less able than you. This is, this is a, an issue that we come up against quite a bit in this podcast, but ultimately it comes down to there are rules of engagement here. Yeah. And it's kill or be killed. Yeah, I appreciate that. I think, I think for me it's the mechanism in this instance because, as we said, no, Bale and West, they're, they're the fighters, but I think, even then, I think you've got to get into a point where you've got to get into that fight. And I don't... I think I think Clooney's going to be there, he's going to be trying to talk his way out of it just because that's the way he portrayed it. That everything was about the Bruce Wayne persona and the Batman character was just kind of there in that film. Yeah. Um, and as much as that's going to piss the others off, I don't know whether that's going to be enough to tip him over the edge. But I think if somebody's got to kill him, I think given the fact that they didn't spend any time with the, the moral compass, I think you're probably right, it probably would have to be Keaton just because I think, I think Bale would be the more effective killer. Yeah. But I think he'd, he'd have a really hard time and buy and go away and cry for a couple of weeks. It, yeah, because he's proper emo Batman. I mean, they almost pushed him that far in the third one. And then they pushed out and had Catwoman fire a missile and kill Bane. Probably the right thing to do for the character. Kind of lazy writing though. Particularly when you've already, like I said, you've removed yourself from the character that much to the point where he's able to essentially give up. Yeah. So why not just go the whole hog? That's in it. the same way, and I, and I defended this to a few people now, in the same way with Man of Steel, there was a very definite choice made at the start to say it is okay for him to, spoilers, for him to snap a neck. Yeah, it is okay. That is this version of Superman, and that is what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, because if he doesn't, then he will die. Yeah, and again, Man of Steel, actually, I, don't, I think I don't the reason... It. I like it. I'll, I'll go on record and say I like it. I don't have a huge issue with... The city thing, yes, that's not my Superman, and I totally agree with that. Superman should have been saving those people yeah. rather than fighting Zod. But other than that, reasonably close to where Superman is presently in the New 52... Mm. The iteration of Superman they got, it's not the classic Superman, but he's reasonably close to that. And either way, again, just another iteration of character, whether you like it or not, is up to you to decide, but it's, it it's is nice. a separate thing. Yeah. I quite like it. Um, and so again, it was okay. They pushed him to the point where he could kill in that universe. Yeah. They could have done that with Bale's Batman, because yeah. they removed him so far from the mythology of the character. And that was, I think that was, as I said, they, they pushed out a bit, because that was kind of where they, they pushed it all along, as he had this... In the first one, he had this code, and it was completely no. It was, yeah. it was all it was all honor. It was all what was right. The second one, they killed off Rachel Dawes, and he gave him a reason to snap. But then you never really saw. I mean, you had the altercation with Two Face, but you yeah. never really saw much of it. You could have gone to that point. I mean, the third one was what eight years, ten years later. Yeah. You could have gone to that point. He's he's physically broken, but he's mentally broken as well. That code has gone. He's given up. He's, he's not Batman anymore. He's given up. He's just Bruce Wayne. He's yeah. He's got nothing left to fight for, and he he needs to get that back because it, everything he worked for as Batman and anything he sacrificed in losing Rachel and all the rest of it that has now gone out the window. So to a point where you think, well, okay, his entire reason for being is gone. 
Mm. And for nothing. So if if at any point he is going to kill, yeah, that's that the yeah. point. Yeah, it, I I think it would have been acceptable for him to kill in that universe. I mean, yeah, it's never acceptable to kill kids, but you know unless they deserve it. Yeah, but you know what I mean. They they pushed him far enough. So so yeah, I think we we just have to, especially with this one, just look at it more from the point of view of look. This is not real. This is a fantasy yeah, situation. All of these people have to fight to the point where they kill one another and only one person can be left standing. Yeah. So, in that scenario, Clooney is just... He's bait. So, yeah, so <laughs> point, I, think, I think all four of them would just kick him to death. I think they'd just be right, let's, let's add him. Yeah, I think any one of them on their own can take him down, yeah. let alone all four. I, 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 I just, just, he's useless. I'd just quite like to see it, to be honest. And yeah. Take a smile off his face. He's useless. So, with him gone, I mean... It's interesting because generally when we have these, these group sort of smackdowns, as it were, we tend to identify the strongest of the group straight away yeah. and then put everybody up against it. But looking at this is actually the easiest way of doing this for me is, is identifying them in Because Batman's such a strong character, it's easy to yeah. find the weakest of the group. Yeah, that's right. And because to me then, we, as we start going down, the next, and this is almost, almost going to run chronologically, to me Kilmer is the next... Weekly, yeah, because again, so. there's that heavy reliance on gadgets. Yeah, that's it. It's, it there's, there's not so, as if there's not so much emphasis on him as a thinker. He relies on Alfred. He relies on the computer. Mm. He relies on his gadgets and his toys, and then he comes to rely on on um, Robin at the end as well. Yeah, and I think you know, yes, obviously the gadgets are an advantage, but I think they could maybe be an advantage against one Batman. Yeah. When you've got four Batman, while you're busy pissing about trying to tie one up or set off a smoke bomb, yeah. any one of the others, and again, Bale comes into play here like he's a fucking killing machine. Yeah, I mean... It, he'll, take, he'll take him apart. I mean, the, the, whole, um, the whole code thing was self-imposed, but as you said, he was trained by League of Shadows. He's a fucking ninja. Yeah, he or, is. Or no, an assassin or whatever you want to call yeah. him. He is a trained killing machine who just has got to that point. He's decided that that's not the answer. He'll use, <coughs> he'll use the tools of the trade. He will beat people up. He'll tie them up. He'll subdue them however he can. But he won't kill them. He won't cross that line. No. He, but so, he, that's not say he couldn't. That's just say he doesn't. Yeah. I think the only person that Kilmer's gadgets could possibly be an advantage against is Keaton's Batman. Because Bale, as you say, could, could take him down before he even managed to fire off a gadget. Yeah. Adam West... Every fucking episode gets caught in a death trap. Yeah. Every episode thinks his way out of it. Yeah. So there is, and also has a vast array of gadgets. Yeah. Again, it's the all rounder thing of it. There is, no matter what Kilmer pulls out, West will have something in his utility belt to counteract that. Because yeah. you know, the ready. And again, much, you know, there's a lot of fun made of the bat shark repellent and stuff like that. And yes, it's campy and yes, it's goofy. But the reality of that is. If you strip it all the way back and look at it from sort of Bale's universe and trying to trying to make things real and what have you, that is Batman the tactician. Yeah. That is Batman before he goes into this battle going, right, I'm fighting this dude, this dude, this dude, and this dude, and a shark. Yeah. What do I need? What if the shark attacks me? Right, I'll take back shark repellent so that when the shark attacks me, I can get rid of it. And he's going to have done this for this fight. He is going to have studied every one yeah. of these people. He'll know their every move. He'll know what they're going to do before they do it. Mm. So there's no way Kilmer's going to use any gadget that he can't counteract. No, and I mean, looking at it from a sort of meta point of view, they're all the same character. So any gadget that Kilmer's got 
West already has. West well. already has and knows how it works and knows where it felt where it falls down. Hmm. You might you might never use it, you might never see it with it, but he's got it. I think I think we can allow ourselves to remove that slightly. Like yeah, they're all the same character, but I mean, especially if we want to get really geeky, I guess we could look at sort of parallel universes and stuff, which hmm. obviously is a big thing with with DC anyway. Yeah. Um, and and so even though they're all Batman, they don't have to be the same character. Yeah. One of them could be from Earth 2, one of them could be from Earth 3, 4, 5, whatever. Yeah. They can be different characters. They don't even have to be Bruce Wayne. These ones are, but they don't have to be. Um, so, for instance, you know, if, if we start coming into gadgets, Bale's got the Tumblr and the Batpod and stuff, yeah. and then Michael Keaton's got easily the best Batmobile ever. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, things like that. So, yeah, I mean, it, that, it always made me laugh because it was always supposed to he had all the high-tech stuff and he had the Batwing and all the rest and the, the Batmobile itself was awesome. But it looked like the old 30s gangsters cars just because of the, the big swooping wheel arches and something yeah. in front and stuff. And it always made me sort of think of this, you know, this sort of the old gangster films where they're on the running boards firing machine guns and shit. And it always made me think of that just with a roof. Yeah, and, and I mean, again, the, a certain part of that, <coughs> the design of that, I mean, the art design of these films in, in general, Burns ones, is absolutely superb. But the mm. design of that is a fucking masterpiece of design. Um, but it that again all harkens back. I mean that's that's there in the comics. The original Batmobile was this sort of nineteen forties gangster car with a bat head on the front, mm. big wheel arches. That's kind of what it looked like, and they yeah. just sort of took that and modernized it and yeah. dropped a bit of a. It's almost got a bit of a Formula One kind of look to it as well, with the jets yeah. coming out of the back and all sorts. So yeah, easily the best Batmobile. Yeah, I mean for me the the worst one is is Adam West, and that, I think that's because it was effectively a convertible with some fins. Yeah, and if you've ever actually seen, I forget what model of car it is, but the story goes that the guy that was designing that just sort of saw this car somewhere and bought it and had it lying around. And if you look at what that car actually is before he makes it the Batmobile, mm. it's not that fucking different. Yeah. He didn't do a lot to that other than give it a bit of a lick of paint, to yeah. be honest. It's, yeah, it's a black convertible which he put some red fins on and changed the windscreen. Yeah, I mean, look, up against any other car in the world, it's awesome because it's the Batmobile. It's still the Batmobile. But realistically, if you put that up against Keaton's Batmobile or the Tumblr, it's toast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the, excuse me, the Batmobiles you had for um, Kilmer and Clooney, I want to say they were all kind of so sparkly and no, there was lots of lights and no, they were there. Yeah. They sort of again. They had that sort of Formula One feel to it, where it was sort of detached. You know, the wheels come out the side, yeah. and it was all very, very sleek and very, very sharp angles. But just having fucking lights all over it, it was just like, what's the point? Of yeah. That? You know, the whole point of it is he, you know, he comes out the shadows. It's all but no. Yeah. But the let's say the uh, the Keaton one, the Tim Burton uh, Batmobile, didn't have any lights on it, for example. Yeah. Didn't have clear windows on it. No. It was black. It was black. Yeah. If you parked it around the corner, you wouldn't see it. No. Whereas no. Keaton's one, it might as well be a fucking disco. Yeah. Uh, Keaton had Kilmer's one. Kilmer's, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think all things considered, you can't even rely on like hiding in the Batmobile or get, trying to get away in the Batmobile even because no. Keaton's Batmobile is easily a match for it. To be fair, in terms of speed and stuff, so is West's. He's yeah. got a fucking built-in nuclear reactor. Yeah. So, you know. Um, Always a good idea, kids. Yeah. I think, I think Kilmer... Is, he's not going to go down as easily as Keaton, but I think he's, he is outclassed. I think so, and I think, realistically, doesn't matter who he's up against, I, mean, I think put, you put him up against Keaton, and that would be the most chance he would have, I think, if, if you were killing me, you're thinking, right, I've got to go for one of these. I think I'm you're going right. to go for Keaton. I think you're right, because they, 
in terms of their adaptation of the character, they're quite similar. Yeah. That they would they exist in the same universe. It's a different person playing that character, so they would have all the same gadgets. Yeah. A very similar Batmobile. Um, so the difference there comes to like Keaton's quite a small guy, and Kilmer's a fucking giant. Yeah. So there's definitely a reach advantage from Kilmer. Hmm. However, I think not only that. I think he is bigger. He's younger, but he's he's a lot better put together as well. I mean, Keaton, the the Keaton character was. The part of the appeal is he was kind of an everyman in the suit. Yeah, from the definitely. From the way he was, he was put together. He wasn't really stacked and muscular. He wasn't fast. He wasn't agile. No. He was a dude who was kicking ass Again, in the, the suit. Again, the suit, yeah, the suit was armour there and it had the built-in muscles and stuff. And Kilmer's already a big guy and he's put yeah. together. But I think, again, where the difference comes down there is if any one of these has the, the emotional edge then mm. and the rage, it's fucking Keaton. Yeah. Like, what ultimately is going to sell him in this fight is Kilmer might be more likely to yes go for him and yes try and take him down but Keaton's got that I am never going to stop Batman edge to him yes is that you, you look you do have to absolutely kill me yeah. otherwise I am going to get back up and pummel you mm. and that that's Batman yeah and, I mean that came across in, in the first um, uh, Burton movie you know, his plane gets shot down he crashes into City Hall yeah and he gets up. Yeah. And he still goes after the Joker. And I don't think anywhere else you kind of got... I mean, obviously, yeah, so you had it with the West ones where he was in a trap every week. He always got his way out of it. I mean, his was a lot... His was a more cerebral Batman. It yeah. wasn't about the fight. It wasn't about the fight. Whereas by the time we get to 86, 7, 8, something yeah. like that. When... Um, 89. You know. Yeah. Um, <coughs> um, by the time we get to that iteration of Batman, we've got to a point where... And a universe where Batman is... He's not a thinker. He's he's a doer. He goes out. Yeah. There's a villain who is terrorizing the city and killing people. He's going to go and stop him. Yeah. Whereas the the West ones, they tended to be more you know, elaborate burglaries and robberies and. Oh um, yeah, I mean the crimes were fucking hilarious. Yeah, and I, th- I think that's part of the fun of them. I think you know that, that's part Absolutely. of the charm of them yeah. is that it's not this big over no overarching story. It's monster of the week. Yeah, no, absolutely. Villain of the week. Yeah. And then next week it might be the Riddler. And next week it might be Penguin. And next week it might be Catwoman. And then, oh, she juggles back out again. Yeah. But you could always rely on there was another story, another, another way to do it. Whereas with with film adaptation, I know film is a one-off event anyway, mm. supposedly. Then you get into sequels and franchises yeah. and shit. But you don't get the sense of Batman the crime fighter. You get the sense of Batman the hero. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I think that's part of where, certainly when the first, I mean, when the first film came out, I was, no, I wasn't even 10. Mm. You know, I don't think I saw it for a couple of years after that. Whereas I'd, I'd grown up with the series, so when I saw when I first saw the film, I was like, "Well, hang on, I know that's the Joker." Yeah. How does the Joker get killed at the end? Because the Joker goes to jail. Yeah. And then next week he comes out. Yeah. And I think that was a, there was a big disconnect there uh, for me. I think that took quite a while to reconcile. But the more you think about it, and obviously looking at it now, twenty plus years later, you're looking at it thinking, "Well, yeah, Batman's not a detective. He's not. A, he's not a effectively an off-duty copper. Yeah. You know, he is a hero who goes out and saves the world or saves the city." He's not going around breaking up crime mills and rings and stopping people no. mugging old ladies. No. No, there are... Again, this is slightly removed from that, but this is one of the problems I have with Dark Knight Rises, is you know when you're getting a good superhero story because it's very well balanced for that for that person in terms of the villain and the hero's strengths and weaknesses and how the yep. villain reflects that and, and everything. And there are, there are definitely Batman problems and Batman scenarios. So, yes, yep. Batman doesn't stop an old lady having a purse pinched hmm. Batman goes after a serial killer 
Yeah. Yeah, in the same way that in The Dark Knight Rises, Batman doesn't deal with a fucking nuclear weapon. Superman deals with a nuclear weapon. Mm. That Batman was outclassed in that film from the start. That is not a Batman problem. Yeah. That is the point where he calls in help. And he wouldn't be afraid to do that. He's fucking Batman. Yeah. Right? Superman is just a tool in his arsenal. Well, that, People are expendable. But that's it. No, I mean, and in all of the iterations of Batman at some point, like I know you didn't have it with Keaton, but you always had Robin, then you had yeah. Batgirl, you, know, you had Gordon. You had ver- there were as I said, various tools, various people he could call on. So I need you to help me. With, oh, I need you to do this. It was never I need to help me because that was your yeah. witness. But you need to do this. You need to do that. Yeah, it's so always that I can about go and do this. the solution to the problem. Yeah, yeah. And he ultimately will mastermind that and play a huge part in it. But Batman is not the person to deal with that bomb on a on a physical level. Mm. I mean, yes, okay. In that universe, we didn't have Superman at the time, so I guess Batman was the only real choice to fly that plane and drop the bomb off. But in reality, that problem was too big for him to begin with. Yeah, and uh, Superman. Just pick it up and take it yeah, straight up. Exactly. Like, yes, he is... Okay, they needed it for the end. But. Yeah, yes, he is the bat god. Yes, he is the greatest human to ever exist. But he's just a human. Yeah. Ultimately. It's still a nuclear weapon. He it's still has a limits. Yeah. Whereas Superman or Green Lantern, or these people can deal with that. Yeah. You know, even the Flash, to a level, can yeah. deal with that. Because he's quick enough to get it out there and forget about it. Yeah. Get it back. Batman can't deal with that. Yeah, that's it. And shouldn't ever have had to deal with that because the level of... I mean, the stakes there were just too high to begin with. Mm. The film just doesn't look... Anyway, I'm going on a rant about it. Rain it back in. That's not what we're talking about. No. Um, um, but yeah, so going back to the... Um, back to that, so I think it's got, it's got to be... Keep, if you kill me, you've got to go after Keaton because... He, yeah, I agree. He is the next weak link. If you're thinking, right, okay, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm Batman. I'm not bottom of this chain. I'm not losing this fight. But I'm... Not going to go after the big hitters first, because if I go after a big hitter, a little hitter can come up behind me. Yeah, and so. again, I think when you look at the two characters, I think Keaton's Batman, although he's not the thinker that West is or the fighter that Bale is, he he does have a certain amount of of ability, and he certainly, I think, is sharp enough to identify the weakest link and go after it straight away. Yeah. I think that would be Keaton's move. He would size up the opposition and yeah. just go, right, let's take this systematically. He had that about him. You did see Batman the thinker. Where you knew he was thinking because he put glasses on. Yeah. Cause and wear a turtleneck. Yeah, people in glasses are entitled. I was just thinking about that. Why actually. Batman has bad eyesight in this? <laughs> or, <laughs> or, is it, or is it like Clark Kent? You know, it's a disguise. But he's always on his own in the Batcave when he puts the glasses on. It's, he's disguising for himself. <laughs> yeah, he's di- I don't know. I, don't, I, I was just thinking that. Because I, I, I thought, why would you know? Okay, I know bats are blind anyway, but yeah. you know, why would you, you want to portray that as a, yeah. being a, a character trait? Absolutely bizarre. But yeah, I think, I think he would identify Killmonger straight after him. So yeah, I mean, comes... I think from what you just said, I mean, what you just said is right. I think he's, Keaton is kind of the middle ground between yeah. West and Bale. Yeah, they're the two extremes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think he's he's, I say he's probably the the safest bet in terms of the rest of the sort of the the three the the Keaton Kilman clearly, he's he's the safest bet as as Batman because he I say he's somewhere in the middle whereas the other two were I say they were James Bond Iron Man yeah wannabe so they that was where they were and that they relied so much on they didn't rely on on the intellect and all the rest of it that had been brought through and and the fighting ability which you saw in West and in Bale because. I I don't uh, I've I haven't seen Batman Robin for a long time because it's so fucking bad, and I refuse to watch it. Mm. But I don't remember a great deal of fighting in that one. I mean, I, I remember lots of 
aerial stuff and a lot of fooling around with um, yeah it's all acrobatics uh, and, yeah, yeah with yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris O'Donnell mm. um, I don't remember a great deal of, I know there was motorbike racing and um, all this sort of shit and I think well hang on a minute I mean by the time we got to that they were all just I mean yeah Batman Returns was 12 rated as well but they were all just well they were cartoons yeah and, and even to the point where you know Adam West's Batman is campy but at the crux of it with Adam West Batman, there was still always a good story going on and they weren't afraid to put them in peril and have yeah. a fight and think of whereas by the time we got to Batman and Robin and Batman Forever that, that wasn't the case. Yeah. And I think going back to what you said about them being cartoons, I think the biggest problem there is that the animated series was was around I think it was that ninety two, ninety three yeah. that started. So Batman Forever was ninety five and Batman Robin was ninety seven, ninety eight. So you already had a very good, very definite version of Batman. You had essentially that was it is Batman. That yeah. is the closest adaptation, yeah. and it was infinitely better than the film versions that yeah. were around at the same time. I mean, comparing it to the Burton ones, it didn't. I mean, you can do it retrospectively, but at the time you said the Burton ones had come and gone. Yeah, and the the Schumacher ones were coming, but you had a far superior version of Batman on your screen every week. Yeah, that was showing you how how Batman behaved, how he thought, how he dealt with things. Introduced Harley Quinn, who was one of my favorite characters. Yes. Um, and you didn't have that with the films, and to a point where you saw, you saw the films, oh, that's kind of just a poor version of that. I'd rather stay at home and watch that and spend four quid in the cinema. Yeah, summer. absolutely. And, and just As for the record, we, we made the decision for starting this, this podcast to exclude the animated series, um, just because Kevin Conroy is, is, Batman. is Batman, Yeah, and that version of Batman would absolutely categorically destroy every single one of these, um, on every level. <laughs> so... One thing that is fun as well, I can't remember which um, game it is, but one of the um, the Arkham games, I think it's City, you can get skins and you can get the animated yeah, animation. Yeah, yeah, And watching that version of Batman flower in City and kick the fuck out of people is really fun. Just seeing that loose, yeah. Just because it's so, because it looks like a cartoon drawing. Yeah. And everything else is so hyper-realistic and, and so it's designed that way. It looks hilarious. Yeah. But it's the most fun you can have watching oh, yeah. that Batman kick the fuck out of Joker's henchmen and... and and yeah. using all the gadgets that Batman has got. And it's still Kevin Conroy, so it is that Batman. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so so Kilmer then, it's got to be in... If it's Keaton and Kilmer fighting, Kilmer's going to pull out every gadget. Keaton's got the same. And I think even though Kilmer's got the reach and the stature, I think Keaton's just got the edge, which is what it's going to be. I'm not in that. I think the suit became clunkier, didn't it? I mean, it became mm. more moulded rubber. I mean, it also had, on the temples, it had some ridges. And yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Keaton's suit was fairly inflexible and he couldn't really turn his head and stuff, which is why he always fought quite stiffly. But yeah, they, they definitely kept adding to that suit and making it... It's yeah. going to be heavier. It's going to have got worse. Yeah. And, you know, the one thing you did see Keaton's Batman do, which... Kilmer and Clooney not so much. Keaton always made good use of the grapple gun yeah. in a fight as well. Yeah. So that reach is kind of negated by the grapple gun. Yeah, I mean, if Kilmer's swinging an arm and you shoot, you shoot, you take, you wrap the arm with the, with with the, the grapple gun. Yeah. You just drag him in and dislocate the shoulder exactly. before you start. Exactly. And then I think at that point, if you drag him in, dislocate his shoulder and get him on the floor, I don't think again pushed. I don't think Keaton's Batman's got a problem with just snapping his fucking neck. No. He's not going to like doing it, but I don't I think... The, I, think, think the, the pro, I think the problem you would have in snapping his neck is, again, the suit, because it's so rigid yeah. around the neck. He's not True. going to move the head enough. But he's going to... No, if he's got him on the floor, he's going to get a knee on his throat quite easily. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think I think Keaton would take Kilmer down. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, I'd say... I think Keaton is probably the closest you come to a balance yeah. uh, of a Batman between, you know, between uh, with the three that are left. Um, yeah, so I don't see that being... Uh, I don't see yeah. any other and, and again, like we've not 
discussed whether Bale or West would take Kilmer down because I think unquestionably both of them would as we said West without thinking gadget wise and Bale's just such a strong fighter yeah. that he wouldn't he wouldn't have a chance so he's, he's evenly matched with all those so now we're in a situation where we've got Keaton who's kind of as you say the middle ground between the extreme of Adam West and his gadgets and Bale and his basically living weapon yeah um, although again West can fight yeah and I think obviously Bale's strength is in the fighting now I think West could hold his own I think Bale might eventually wear him down, but I think West could certainly hold his own in that fight. Yeah, I think so. I and think I think he'd take Keaton. Yeah, I think the way you've got to look at this with the three of them left is if you were any one of those, you wouldn't want to be taking on the other two. No. You want to be doing something to either get one of them on side or to set the two of them on each other. Yeah, now if you're doing that, the West is the man for yeah, the Yeah, West, yeah, yeah, West <laughs> is the man for that. I mean... <coughs> actually that is a really good call and that is the most Batman move as yeah, well yeah I mean if you look at again looking at the game I know we're not talking about the games but a big part of the games are the stealth missions and yeah. using using the environment the environment, using your vents using your your corners using your ledges using your, your gargoyles and your, your vantage points and I think that's where West is going to come into his own is because he's going to go right okay where am I what's going on where can not, not where can I hide where can I put myself yeah yeah that puts me at a strategic advantage. Yeah, you're exactly right. Because the other two, I say, Keaton's going to be somewhere in the middle, but Bale is just going to want to fight. Bale's, Bale's answer to, to these things is to meet them head on. Yeah, punch them in the face. And I think that's possibly the the influence of League of Shadows and all that yeah. sort of stuff. It's, your ultimate end game is it's a very sneaky viewer. Yeah. But the way you get there is you take out everybody who's in your way. Yeah. So you, you fight it head on. Yeah. And I think West is going to say, right, okay, well, if I put Keaton in the way, if I somehow get those two to engage, I can find myself somewhere where I can watch the two of them fight, pick apart what they're doing. Yeah, no, that's... I'll that's, work it out. That's definitely the Batman move as well. I mean, going back to, to when we were talking about Kilmer and the gadgets as well, the actual... Like, if you look at Batman as a character, if we, take the, if we just take the source for the moment, yeah. the actual Batman move here is that he will know exactly how every move this fight is going to play out before it even starts. Yeah, it's, it's a game of chess with black eyes. Yeah, he could tell you exactly who goes down, when, who takes them down, how, how they, do, they it. do it. Yeah. And West Batman has that, he does have that character trait from the source material. He definitely does. He's the closest of all of these to that. He yeah. is the world's greatest detective in that series. Yeah. So yeah, I think you're exactly right. He probably would have the sense to just go, let's let these two go at it. Yeah, I think so. He's He's... West Batman is essentially only planning for one opponent in this fight. Yeah. And he knows who that's going to be before he goes into it. Yeah, of course he does. And ultimately that is probably already leading me down the path, which I kind of thought it would go on before we started as well, to thinking that he's going to be pretty unbeatable, but we'll, we'll see how we go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in, the, in this instance then, he's now, yeah, you're right. He's lurking in the shadow somewhere. He'll intervene if he has to. Yeah. But you've got Keaton against Bale. Now this is quite interesting because I think, as you say, Bale is definitely, of the two, the blunter object. Keaton's definitely got the edge. He can fight as well. Is the thing. He can fight. He, he can doesn't fight. have the mobility, but he can yeah. fight. He can fight. His movement is limited. And I think I think in terms of the overall thing, like what we're talking about, so him being a, um, the, sort of the, the, the middle ground between the mm. two Batman, I think he's got that. And I think he's got the, sort of the thinking edge in terms of strategy, but I don't know whether 
he would have the fighting brain. Yeah. And I think, whereas so we're saying Bale's a blunt object, he's just going to keep on fighting. He doesn't fight blindly. He, no, he's, he's got, got skill. He's yeah. got skill, and he will go into thinking, well, I need to do this, this, and this to get to, to do that, or to, to beat him, I need to do this, this, and this. And you, you kind of get the impression with, with Keaton that he's thinking about the scenario and everything's going on, but he's looking bigger picture, and he's, yeah. not, he's not as focused. Definitely. But I think that can also be a strength as well as a weakness in that I think we talked earlier on about... Um, I know we said that the suits got progressively more armoured. Yeah. And I think with Bale, it literally is. We, we said Kilmer was the closest to Iron Man, but actually, if you look at it at this point, you know, with Bale, that suit literally is a suit of armour for yeah, him. He doesn't it, use it. It's a Kevlar body suit. Yeah. He does not use that suit for anything. Yeah. Like, you see, I think you see him glide in Batman Begins, but you don't... Other yeah, than that, he, you he don't, kind of has the electric cape thing, doesn't he? Yeah, where he can, so he can glide. Yeah. But when you see Keaton's Batman in a fight, he uses the cape. He uses the grappling gun. Yeah. He uses he uses every tool at his disposal, whereas Bale's Batman literally does just Fight. punch people. Yeah. Like and and the suit is as you say it's body armor. So I think there's a slight if Keaton can utilize the smoke and mirrors. Yeah. I think he can quite easily confuse Bale because he's not the smartest. Well, I don't know. You say that, but I mean, if you look at the um, the sequence with the League of Shadows in uh, end of uh, about half an hour or so into Batman Begins, mm. where he's Fighting with Rachel Gould, he's got to hide. Yeah. Um, and so he, he cut the he cuts the arm of a couple of these to distract him and to make that he's got that um, make Rachel think he's found him and then he's, he gets behind him. So he does have that sort of element to him. So he's not he's not as dumb as he's portrayed some of the time. I think. No. Uh, and I think he uses uh, this this whole thing of smoke and mirrors and sort of distraction there that they talk about it in that film and then he try he, he sort of uses the firecracker things against Ben yeah. and tries to do it there and it doesn't work because it's because it's the main character who's been trained in the same yeah. way. But I'd, I think Keaton's strength is going to be, he's going to be looking for his environment, he's going to be looking for things yeah. that he can use a grappling hook to, if he can't use it to get to pull in Bale, he can he use get it to get out of the way, yeah. or he can pull things over. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, going back to the games, one of the things you use the, the backboard for is pulling down walls and things like yeah. that, um, which just you never see Bale using anything like that. It's all, you know, it's all devices and... Um, Shit like that, rather than rather yeah. using things as weapons. Um, so I think that's where Keaton's advantage is going to be. It's going to depend on the environment and what he can use. Yeah, he's definitely more adaptable. Bale is, I think, quite singularly focused. Yeah, he, he is good. At, like you said, he is going to be tackling this head on and just trying to pummel him. Whereas I think Keaton will be able to think around the problem. Yeah, you know. Um, ultimately, whether that allows him to best Bale in a fight, I don't think it would unless as you say he's in an environment where there's something particularly handy but that's a big if that's a big if and I mean I think in the, in the right set of circumstances yeah given you know if there's plenty of shit he could grab hold of and pull towards him and throw a bail and stuff like that yes absolutely in a in an empty environment if they're going toe to toe yeah then he yeah. definitely can't outfight bail yeah, I mean, if you if you think of him out, we've not so really set the environment, but in my head, I've kind of got Arkham City, where you've got burnt out cars and um, fire escapes and buildings and shit, but nothing that's really gonna you're gonna be able to use. I don't know. I see in that environment, I would I would say I'd give it to Keaton. There's buildings he can get up onto. There'll be barrels and shit everywhere. But, but the, yeah, but I mean, I, I just so that that's sort of the, in my head. That's the place that this was all going down. Yeah, so that's I mean, of, if it's if it's going on in that kind of environment, I mean, you picture the scenario. Bale can take a swing. Yeah. Yeah. Keaton dodges out of the way, grapples a, a barrel, pulls it towards him, hits Bale in the back of the head. 
Hmm. Now Bale's going to learn from the first one. Yeah. But then. But you yeah. Know, but then if you, know, you have got. He goes for something else, yeah, and Keaton goes for something else. Yeah. And, and he can grab yeah. up onto a roof and glide down, or he can. Or he can. Yeah. There, there are things you can do. I mean, as I say, I think the the problem comes as to how they square off, and I think it, the the environment and what's in it, and how Keaton and his gadgets can interact with that. I think the key to it because. In a straight up fight, he's, he's nowhere. I think that, yeah, I think the key is Bailey's going to be looking to go toe to toe. And I don't think you draw Keaton's Batman into that. I don't think. I think of the. He would, he would definitely go around the problem. Yeah, I mean, in, of the Burton um, Schumacher Batman, uh, Batman universe, I said that there wasn't that emphasis on fighting. It was, all, it was always about avoiding it to get yeah. to the next place, to get to the next thing. And the, the henchmen and the villains were kind of there to get in your way. Mm. Whereas in um, Nolan's Batman, they were all no, they were there to fight you. Fight you, yeah. But I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm a bit torn on this one because I can't I can't see a way. In, so Keaton will get around him for a while, but the set the second sooner they get later, into it, he's going to sooner get or later, down. yeah. There's yeah. there's going to be a point where he runs out of things he can um, he runs out of things he can hit him with. And I mean, ultimately, when you do look at Bale's back suit, like I said, it is. It's armour. Yeah. The only thing we know that can get in there is blades. Yeah. Because and that's yeah, a, in exactly the right place. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that was set up in Batman Begins when it was, um, because of the, the range of movement, it was vulnerable yeah. on the side, but your I mean, arms are always kind of there. So and that's and realistically, you know. you're going to have to get a lot of good shots in with the blade to... Yeah. Mind you, he does give up quite easily and he has got a bum leg. That is true. And Keaton's Batman's going to know this. Yeah, bum leg or not, I thought no, it, it didn't really do that much to him. It didn't slow him down that much when it came to it, because he had that thing built in so we could move his leg. It... Yeah, he had a magic leg. Yeah. But again, he's not fighting Bane. He's fighting Batman. Yeah, I, I don't know. So I mean, Batman's gonna know that, he's, and I think Keaton's Batman's smart enough for that as well. He's gonna know there's a magic leg there. Whether he can properly counteract it, yeah. I don't know. Now, if it comes to it. If he's fighting West, he's gone in a second because West will disable the magic leg. Yeah. He'll know how to do that. Yeah, he's got an EMP curing. Yeah, or he'll, he'll disable he'll, the magic leg. He'll, he'll blow up his car to set off a, an EMP from the nuclear reactor in his car. Yeah, no, yeah, it, it probably wouldn't even be a fight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, what, before it even gets to that point, it has to be, the, is Keaton able to disable that magic leg? I mean, the other part of it for me is you think, going back to West, I mean, West is, at this point, watching what's going on and all yeah. the rest of it is he at this point thinking right well Bale is doing what he can to stop getting hit with things from you know, grappling hooks and all the rest of it Keaton is looking for things to bring down on him do I now think right I can strike one of these and take one out while they're vulnerable and while their focus is gone yeah. or can I possibly even take both together yeah just watch from the shadows and take them both down yeah um, what that would be I don't know but no I mean I think I think what we're ultimately getting to here is with the people that we've got left, there is no question here. Adam West is going to walk away from this, the winner. I think so. Um, there is no question. It's just about how this plays out. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. We've, we've had this before. I can't remember what which episode it was on. Um, but it, the conversation we were having very closely mirrored a conversation that happened on Big Bang Theory. And Adam West was in an episode maybe two or three weeks ago. It hadn't aired in this country yet. It was on mm. the States. Um, and they were having a conversation in the car about who the best Batman was. Yeah. And they were having all these conversations about, well, Bale did this and Keaton did that. I forget about George Clooney. Um, and Adam West was like, fucking Clooney. Yeah. And all the way through, you know, they were saying, well, what about this? 
fucking take him. What about this? No, I can do that. What about Affleck? Fuck Affleck. The, the reality of it is, we've not seen what Affleck's going to do yet. And I'm quietly confident about Affleck. I, I, th- I think, I mean... Well, actually, I'm not so quietly confident. I've been very vocal in my support for Affleck. But we're, we've not seen what he's going to do yet. No. But, but out of the Batman that we've currently had, excluding Kevin Conroy and the animated series... Adam West is unquestionably able to best every single one of them. Every we think of him as this campy, and because of the show he was in. But as we've said, he was good at fighting. I yeah. think toe to toe with Bale, he whether he could take him down, I don't know. He could definitely hold his own to the point where he'd be able to get an advantage, though. Yeah, he couldn't trade blows. No, but he could definitely avoid him long enough, and he could definitely get the right blows in because yeah. he was. I mean, it was more kind of karate and stuff with his Batman and Jujutsu, yeah. but he was—he was definitely, he would definitely have an answer for Bale. I think so. He can outthink all of them. Yeah. He's got all of the technology. Yeah, that's it, and I think that's that's where I keep coming back to because going into this in my head, I'm thinking, well, I, I, I apart from discarding Clooney straight away, I kind of written off Adam West as being so sort of second or third. Yeah. Um, just because I say he's not the fighter, but the more you think about it, and say. He did have all he had all the same gadgets as the mm. the Burton and Schumacher Batman, so he had all of that in him. But at the same time, he did have more about him than just a no, just the gadgets. He he didn't have the rigid suit. He could move. He didn't, yeah. and he had the brain. Yeah, and as you said, okay, he did get caught every week, but but that was just an excuse to show off his. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And in some cases, it's happened in more than one episode. He would allow himself to be caught. This mm. was part of the plan. Yeah, that's it. You know, um, to the point where I mean, you know, that's even another avenue we'd go down here. He could play possum and draw the both of them in. There is possibly. He is just that smart. Yeah, I mean the problem. And so I mean, even even if you play it out to that degree, if you play it out to like we were saying, if ultimately Bale just keeps coming and bests Keaton, West is going to disable that magic leg. Well, not only that, I mean, Bale and isn't going to know where West is. No. That's the thing. Because, I mean, if West has put himself in the shadows and he's watching this fight, he's going to be moving around as the fight moves to get the best vantage point. Yeah. So even if Bale knew where he was at the start, he's not going to know where he is by the end. No. And at, at which point, I think, he's got a very easy job of swooping in behind him or getting behind him. And, the, I mean, he's got all the, means of, the same means of distraction all the others had. Yeah. But realistically, things are battering at him from somewhere. Grapples over somewhere else while while yeah. it's in flight. So by the time it hits him, he's like, "Where the fuck did that come from? It came from over there." Yeah. And West is behind him. Yeah, and, it, and so that I mean, that, yeah, that, that's got to be how it goes down. Then I mean, if Bale takes Keaton down, ultimately the only advantage, like real genuine advantage, I see that Bale has over West, is the body armor, right? Because West got to come. But again, take out the magic brace, so he, he essentially can't move. Yeah, he's got one leg. Yeah. If if you get around everywhere to get behind him, I said earlier on, you'd have to get multiple knife shots in if you had to. He's agile enough. But you do don't it. need to because we've already mentioned that that there's full movement in the neck. Yeah. If he gets behind him, just snap his, his neck. Just twist his neck. Yeah. And and to be fair, again, you don't think of him as being particularly imposing because you see him in the in the blue and grey lycra. But Adam West, and especially, like, we're not talking about old man Adam West now. Yeah. This is Adam West's back. He's, he's a big dude. fucking big dude. Yeah. yeah. He's put together. I mean, you look at him against uh, all the villains they had, and even the way they were cast, they were cast as 
physically inferior, they were smaller, they were less imposing. Yeah. To give them, I mean, to give Pointier's a bit of a, a bit of fear because he didn't look scary, he didn't look imposing, but because of the size and the build on him, and then you know you've got the um, sort of the very lithe um, characters of the Joker, and even Penguin was you know, he was the Monopoly guy. Yeah. You know he wasn't Penguin. No. Um, so I mean, you, you that was in no, I think that was intentional. That was just to make Adam West look bigger and stronger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that I think that's it. It's you know, get behind uh, Bale and, and use the fact that he wanted to go to reverse out of the driveway to uh, to snap his neck. So, so in the battle of the big screen Batman, yeah, Adam West wins. Um, yeah, so I didn't see that one coming, but let's revisit this when we know what. Yeah, once uh, once Affleck has, has and come we'll out. put West against as as victor of this. Yeah, put West against Affleck. Yeah, and I think possibly at that point put Kevin Conroy in as well. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. Um, because at that point, I think we've got a very full picture of yeah. what of what iterations of Batman are of Batman are around. Mm. So yeah, in the battle of the big screen Batman, Adam West wins. Um, if you disagree, or you you're wrong. Us, um, if you disagree, yeah, it's, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, we've been at this for over an hour, so if, yeah. if you disagree with us, fuck off. Um, now, if you disagree with us, or you want to talk to us, shoot the shit, or suggest anything you like to see, then go to our website, whowinspodcast.com, and I contact us through there. Until next time. See you next time.